Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode in the Run Brighter podcast. This is episode number 53, and today we're going to have another quick episode. We're just going to do a quick recap of the St. George Marathon. My previous episode was me talking about the preview towards that race, as it was just a few days before the actual race, and now I am sitting here about a week and a half past the race, and my brain and my body has recovered, and I feel really good putting together this recap today. So I want to start off by saying that this marathon was an absolutely unbelievable experience. I was blown away by everything that went down the entire weekend. You know, I first arrived in Vegas, was able to meet up with my friends. We rented out our car and drove up to St. George, and that drive up was awesome. The difference between St. George, Utah and Colorado, where I live, is in Colorado, the mountains are green or there's ice on them, essentially. But in St. George, the mountains there, you kind of feel like you are driving through Mars. They have different colors, such as red and you know gray colors that I feel like looked really, really cool during that scenic uphill drive into Utah. And we actually, believe it or not, from Vegas, crossed through Arizona for a little bit. So it was my first time in Arizona. Didn't think I was going to be making a trip there during this journey, but that was part of the drive. So that was really cool to be able to do that. But once we arrived in St. George, we went to the expo. It was a pretty standard expo, but for the fact that there was only 5,000 runners competing in this race, I felt like it was a really nice expo. And the staff there was very kind and helpful, which I really appreciated. We were able to move our bus time from 3.45 a.m., which is what it was set for, to 4.45 a.m., which allowed me to get an extra hour of sleep, which I always appreciate the night before a marathon. After that, we went to the pasta factory for dinner, had an awesome meal, a lot of fun there with my friends, and then got a good night of sleep, woke up for the race, and headed over to the bus for that 4.45 bus. A nice 30-minute ride from St. George up to Central. It was the name, I believe, of the area where the race started in Utah. And then we got off the bus and we entered the land of paradise of the start line. And it was really, really cool compared to some other start lines I've seen. I mean, we were in a fully isolated area that, that really felt like a campground more than anything. There was flags that were hung up. There was fire pits and people surrounded by them coffee, water, Gatorade, all the good stuff. And we then were just hanging out, getting ready for the race. And then finally, once 6.45 hit, we lined up getting ready for that 7 a.m. start. And we had an awesome drone show that I didn't expect. It was unbelievable. I got a little bit of content on that, and we'll share that here in a longer video in the future. But we got the race started at 7 a.m. It was still fairly dark. But the sun rose shortly after that and immediately began and immediately after that began one of the most aesthetic running experiences I have ever had. You know, I started the race fairly slow with my first 5K, I believe averaging around a 715 to 730 pace. And for those who don't know, I was attempting a sub three hour marathon in this race, which required me to be running at an average pace of about 650 per mile. And so I got off to a slow start intentionally because I wanted to feel myself out, warm up really, and then get into that flow and make sure I didn't burn myself out and hit a wall like some previous marathons that I had done. And as the race progressed, I felt stronger and stronger. And by the half marathon mark, 
I ended up being in an hour and 32 minutes, which I was thrilled to be at that time, knowing the energy that I had preserved in my body and the runner's high that I was going through, running through the beautiful city of St. George. This was by far the most scenic marathon I've had, and it's not even close. It's rated as a top 10 most scenic marathon. And you know, you see these ratings and you don't know it's true, but I assure you, this was a best in class race when we talk about the actual course itself. And as I mentioned, I was at 132 for that half marathon mark. I progressively was increasing my paces pretty much each mile. And one thing to note is that this course, this was a net downhill course, but there was some hills. I remember, I believe it was mile seven or eight. It was probably one of the most challenging hills that I've ever had during a marathon. But once I got up that, there was a few runners nearby me that were absolutely cheering and pumped up because they knew from there, the rest of the race was yes, going to have some additional hills, but nothing to that level. And we were just gonna have fun and enjoy the scenery. And one thing to note too, we had beautiful weather conditions for the race. When we started, I think it was like 45, 50 degrees and the high was probably about 62, 63 degrees through the entire race. Comparatively to all the other marathons I've ran, minus my first one in Philly, where we started closer to that 60 degree temperature and then ended up closer to the 70 degree, 80 degree range for some of those other marathons that I've ran. And once I got to the halfway point, I was telling myself, okay, we're at 132. In order to break a three hour marathon today, we need to run an hour and 28 minutes. I feel very confident that we can do this. My fastest half marathon time ever though is an hour and 27 minutes. So we would have had to come fairly close to a PR in order to accomplish this goal. But I knew that it was something that I've gone after for a while. So we really pushed that pace and we were hitting 630, 640s consistently and increasing our average pace per mile, mile after mile. I was sitting at probably seven minute pace and I just remember seeing each mile, the pace going down one second at a time. And I was really getting a bunch of chills and excitement and thinking about what was this feeling was gonna be to break this three hour marathon. And the truth is I got to a point where it was really, really hard, probably by mile 20 to push that pace to where I needed to be. You know, I needed to probably average 640, 635 for the last six miles in order to accomplish this goal. And holding on to 645, 650 pace was where I was at. And it was just not happening. But we ended up finishing the race at a time of three hours and two minutes, which is an 11 minute PR for me. It's the first time I've PR'd in the marathon in 14 months. After my last marathon, I went through a lot physically, mentally, a lot of setbacks that made chasing after this goal not very realistic for me personally, but to really put in a great training and to show up to the race and give fairly close to my absolute all and get an 11 minute PR and be able to now say that I have qualified for the Chicago Marathon, which is where I will attempt a sub three hour marathon next is an amazing feeling. And I'll tell you this, I was sitting at mile 23 at a time of two hours and 40 minutes. I could have pushed myself and ran that last 5K in under 20 minutes. I've ran a 5K in as fast as 18 minutes. So why not push it and give it my all out for that last 5K? 
I'll tell you this, I was at a physical state where I knew if I would have pushed it to that degree, there was a chance I was not going to complete the St. George Marathon at all. And so I ended up deciding for those last 3.125 miles or 3.2 miles to play it a bit conservatively to make sure we would, we would be able to qualify for the Chicago Marathon, complete the race feeling healthy, and be able to continue my running journey. And I talk about this a lot, which is running for life, running for your entire life. To have a level of ignorance where you risk and sacrifice everything you've worked for me, at least almost my entire life, more than half my life at this point for, or close to half my life for, just for one accomplishment that when you hit it is meaningless in the long run when there are so many other things that I want to work on and achieve in the sport of running, I knew that it wasn't the right decision to do. But I am sitting here absolutely blown away by the performance. I feel incredible about running. I have a very good relationship with it after this race, which I can't say it's always been like that directly after a marathon. It sometimes takes a few weeks to even a few months to really get back into that mojo. And I'm already there. I'm already back and running and training and feeling good and helping runners. And, you know, I have a lot of goals and things that I'll be working on over the next year, included with this sub three hour marathon goal, which we will attempt again in a year at the Chicago Marathon. But I wanted to give everyone this friendly recap to let everyone know how the race went in case you don't follow me on some of my main social media and you're just a dedicated podcast listener. We will have some additional content coming as far as YouTube videos with more of a recap. Um, I'm going to do a full review on this race and how it stacks up in comparison to some of my other marathons. But yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know here. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of your day. And as always, don't forget to run brighter.